Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I'm your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. I am a teen mom turned speaker, author, and mompreneur. My mission is to help you build healthy relationships with your children, level up your mindset, and achieve all you ever dreamed of and more. I will teach you how to level up your lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Join me every Tuesday for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. You will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right. So, hey, how y'all doing? Um, For those of y'all that are with me, my name is Tari Kaya Allen, and I am a speaker and author. Hey, Ashley. Um, of a book that I have out called Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. And I teach millennial moms how to gain confidence in who they are as a mother and how to build healthy relationships with their children. So if you came from a home where, you know, you did not have a healthy example of relationships with your parents, you know, this is the perfect space and the safe space to come where we, you know, talk things out, different topics and help to motivate each other, give each other tips and ideas on how to make it through this motherhood journey. Because if you know, you know, this is, this is not for the week. Okay. And, um, pretty much, you know, we're not here to become the perfect mom and get it all together. That is not what this place is for. Um, Our goal is to become a progressing mother. So there are times where we will make mistakes, but it is okay because we are on the path um, to progression. We understand that it is a overall journey. And I believe that there's not a a riding point where you just have it all together. (laughs) You just may have it packaged a little better than you did before with the knowledge and everything that we learn here on this platform. So welcome all returning supporters and new faces. I appreciate you all. All right, so today's topic, (laughs) y'all. Today's topic, I'm excited about it because it's some older sisters that we just need to, some aunties, okay? We need to have a conversation with. Um, about this whole old school versus new school parenting, okay? Because there are some things that, you know, we have encountered um, in the past with like older parents or older women where I just feel like some of those things are not as effective or relevant today. So we're going to start off with a little story time, okay? And the name of this story is Grandma's Ham, which is perfect for Thanksgiving coming up this Thursday. Your girl is excited to eat, okay? But um, this story is called Grandma's Ham. So once upon a time, there was a mama, you know, at the house cooking, prepping for Thanksgiving, getting her stuff together. She had her greens going, macaroni in the oven, yam sliced, seasoned up well, nice and good. And then she started to prepare the ham. So as she was preparing the ham, she cut the back of the ham off to put it inside of the pan. 
So, you know, her daughter was in the kitchen with her helping prepare things. And she asked, like, Mom, you know, why do you cut the back of the ham off before you put it in the pan? And the mom was like, you know, that's just what I saw my, my mom do. So that's why I do it. And the daughter was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. So grandma came over um, for dinner um, for Thanksgiving. And it dawned on the mama what the daughter had asked her. So she asked her mom, the grandma, like, you know, grandma, why do you cut the back of the ham off before you put it in the pan? And she said, well, um, that's because the ham was too big to fit in the pan. <laughs> so I was just cutting it off to fit in there. So for years and years, this is something that had been passed down from the grandmother to the mom and most likely from the mom to the daughter, where she was going to start cutting the back of that ham off. And lo and behold, it was no reason to do that <laughs> currently because the pan was big enough for the ham to fit in. I see y'all laughing. Like, okay, sis. So the moral of that story, what I got from that story is that it reveals that the old way of doing things isn't always relevant to today, okay? So the grandma had to cut the back of the ham off because of the pan that she had. It wasn't big enough, but it's just something that she continued doing on and on. And the mama's doing it just because she saw the grandma doing it, but it wasn't relevant today. She didn't have to do that today because she probably had the pan that fit the size of the ham. Or another revelation I just got, grandma could have just went and got a bigger pan. And that speaks to, yes, Ashley, I see you, that will preach. That speaks to us just doing things because that's just how they're done instead of doing something different to get a different result, okay? Sis could have just went and got another um, another pan that actually fit it. And yes, Ashley, I see you wasting a good piece of ham, just throwing meat in the trash can at this point, sis, for no reason at all. Um, this story also reveals to me that your family members, you know, did things that way to serve them at that time. I'll repeat that again. Sometimes your family members have to do things that way to serve them at that time. So, you know, going back to our story at that time, that mama didn't have the pan to fit that ham. So that was her solution. That was her um, coping mechanism at that time for that specific situation. That doesn't mean that that same coping mechanism is relevant or necessary um, in the future or at a later state. Okay, y'all in the comments going and let me see. I take what my mom did good with us, but add a little spin on it. Yes. So, and that's what I want to point out. You know, I like how, let me see. Saima Korsha, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but I do love how you pointed that out, that, you know, all the things that we learn from, you know, the old school way of parenting are not bad, okay? And I like how she said, you can take what you learn from them and put your own spin on it, okay? To make it more relevant to your situation and your family and your kids today, okay? Um... And the last revelation that I got from that story is that we need to start asking questions. <laughs> 
about some things. I think, you know, um, as an adult, like, yes, your mama is still your mama, but it's still that mama child dynamic. So sometimes you may be a little nervous to ask questions or to question what she has going on or challenge what she has going on. But this story revealed to me that maybe we need to start asking our parents some questions about, you know, well, why do you do it that way? Not saying that it's wrong or trying to be nitty picky, but just trying to get more information or the history of why things are the way they are. Okay, so jumping into my first point for old school versus new school parenting. The old school way of parenting says that children are seen and not heard. Children are seen and not heard. I cannot disagree with that. <laughs> More than, than, I don't know. I don't know. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. So that statement that children are seen and not heard, it takes away the voice of your child and it makes them afraid to speak. And honestly, just going back to a few seconds ago, I said, sometimes, you know, we are afraid to ask our parents questions. So maybe this was the dynamic of your family. You're afraid as a grown adult woman to ask your mom a question because of the dynamic of your conversation as a child that you are seen, you are not heard, you don't question, you don't push back, you just do what I say. And like I said, that takes away the voice of your child. That takes away the um, the voice of your child being able to speak their thoughts or to share their concerns or to ask questions. It's okay to ask questions. <laughs> it's okay for our kids to ask us questions, all right? That's not a bad thing. Um, the second thing as far as children being seen and not heard is that children are not allowed to make choices when that is the dynamic setup. Um, so it turns into a whole situation where you're depending on your parents to make choices and decide things for you, which in the long run ends up hurting the child as an adult because there are some grown adults today that are afraid or nervous or simply don't know how to make life decisions or life choices because of that dynamic where you don't say anything, you just do what I say, you just follow my lead, you don't do anything outside of what I tell you to do. And coming from a parent's standpoint, I can see that, you know, that type of mindset is to protect your child. It's your baby. You don't want your baby hurt. You don't want your baby to fall or to fail. But listen, this is me ringing a bell, <laughs> my invisible bell. That is a part of life, y'all. It's a part of life. Your baby's going to fail. Your baby's going to fall. Your baby's going to make a mistake. And this was something as an adult woman that I had to realize that it was okay to make a mistake. Okay? Um, Having the mindset that children are seen and not heard can be dismissive of your child's feelings. I will never forget this phrase that would just get under my skin that my mama would say. Um, I don't know if it was an issue or something didn't go my way or whatever. She would make the comment that, oh, you'll get over it. Woo. To me, that was just like a shot <laughs> through my heart. Like, no, I'm, I'm not going to get over it right now. I'm upset right now. And I feel like you're just dismissing 
what, you know, I think and feel at the moment. So having that mindset, you know, can be dismissive to your kids and it can hurt their feelings and set up that, that set up that dynamic to where they just don't want to bring anything to you. They would just rather not say anything at all because of the way that you make them feel when you bring things to them. And last but not least, having the mindset that children are seen and not heard um, sets up this dynamic that children are being disrespectful for thinking something different or for speaking up for themselves. And I tell my kids, especially my oldest son all the time, speak up for yourself. If me or your dad were saying something, because there's a lot of times we can be loud and wrong, okay? <laughs> loud and wrong. I've, I have been before. If it's a situation like that, speak up and advocate for yourself. Speak up and advocate for your thoughts and your feelings because they are valid, okay? And also having that mindset that children are seen and not heard, it dis diminishes them of being humans, period. So almost as, as, almost as if children are treated as objects or things that should just sit and be quiet and as a child care educator for 10 years, I know that that is not possible. Children don't sit still. Children are not quiet, usually. So having this expectation of them is just setting everyone up for failure. It's setting you and your nerves up for failure because the baby's going to move. The baby's going to say something. And it's setting the kid up for failure because that's just not logical for a child to just sit quietly in one space, not say anything, not move around, simply to be seen and not heard at all, okay? That is an old school style of parenting that is not effective and is not healthy, okay? Um, the next old school parenting style um, compared to new school is career choices, our baby's career choices. So, um, the old plan for career choices or the map for a career was to go to school and get a job. Go to school and get a job. <laughs> and that was put out as the only way that you could be successful <laughs> is to go to school and get a job. Now, the millennial generation, which is what I am, and Generation X and Z and all those other people that are younger... We see now it's it's 20 year olds, 18 year olds, teenagers, whoever that are making bank, making thousands more than me <laughs> in their bank account by what? Using their skills, using their talents, using their gifts, using their strengths. It doesn't always have to be a one size fit all. And I've always um, thought that that, you know, school is not for everybody. Yes, your basic K through 12 is, you know, what we have to do. I get that. But after 12, college is not always the best choice for people. And I think, you know, as an educator in the schools, I believe that schools should do a better job at um, exposure to opportunities. Like I'm a speech therapist in my school, but not one time did I know about speech therapy. I never heard about it knew what it was, anything. It wasn't, you know, God ended up moving my avenue and leading me to it. But I originally simply wanted to be a teacher because that's what I saw. That's what my mom was. She was a teacher in the school. And I just felt like, oh, well, educator, teacher, I can do that. 
But I'm so, so grateful that, you know, God put people in place for my life and moved and guided me, guided me to speech therapy because it's the perfect fit for me. As you can see, your girl loves to talk. <laughs> I love teaching people to talk. Um, I love the revelation of it. And, you know, I went to a two-year college, two two-year colleges for that degree. I have a degree in early childhood and a degree in speech pathology um, assistant. So, you know, yeah, I did the school thing, but I didn't do four-year college. And if you've ever heard my story before, I felt really bad and ashamed about that, that I went to a junior college or a two-year college opposed to a four-year but your girl is sitting here with no student loan debt at all, period. Nope, not on record. And I'm actually working in the field that I went to school for. So let's, you know, exit out that whole go to school, go to work um, mindset to our children. That is a old school way of parenting. I see Jamie here says that our culture is really bad for this. And I honestly believe it's the root of slavery. Ooh, Jamie, sis, I'm gonna get into it a little further. Stick with me, okay? All right. Um, You don't always have to follow the family way. I pointed that out. Um, And my example of that was, you know, feeling like I had to be a teacher just because my mom was a teacher. That isn't the case. And honestly, today, baby, the way these bills are rolling in and the amounts of these bills, that one job mindset um, isn't really effective or relevant today. We need multiple streams of income. We need to be doing side hustles or a two income household or it, that just one job, one school thing. It, it's not effective right now. And people are drowning. People are hurting. People are not making it. <laughs> with that mindset. So with the shift that we are seeing in everything, we have to eliminate that old way of thinking, that old school of parenting, as far as you know, telling our kids that's the only way they can be successful. Um, I highly suggest that you push into your kids' strengths, talents, and gifts. Um, anybody can make money off of those type of skills, I believe. If it's something that you love and that your heart is in it and you're showing up for it, you can make the money you want doing those things, okay? All right. The next um, old school versus new school parenting style is whippings, spankings, and just flat out beating your kids to get them to obey. So, Jamie, this is where we coming in with that whole root of slavery. It is the root of slavery. <laughs> like... To get someone to do what you want them to do, to get someone to obey and just simply going to, I'm going to hit you, I'm going to smack you, I'm going to whoop you, to get someone to listen, that sounds like slave master and slave mentality, which for all those years, our families were a part of that. Our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers, our great-great-great-grandmothers. This was normal then, but this is a new day and a new age. We don't have to keep beating our kids to get them to do things. And honestly, I don't believe that it's mentally effective, okay? Whooping and think about if you were at work and your boss needed you to type up a paper and you didn't do it or turn in a report or something, you didn't do it. And they just came out and just start flat out whooping your tail because you didn't do what they said. 
How would you feel? How would you show up at work? How would you react to your boss? What would you be thinking? So, and this goes back to the first point, as far as, you know, children being seen and not heard. And that last point where I said, you know, that's pretty much treating them like an object or not human. That's what's happening when you're, you know, beating or whooping your kids because they don't listen. I've seen kids get whooped because they didn't move fast enough to get the remote or because there's a spill or something on the floor, like flat out beat. That is abuse. Okay. And it's not effective to today. Now I'm not saying to not spank your kids at all or anything. That's not what I'm saying. I have popped my kids. I do pop my kids um, as needed. I'm speaking about just flat out beating, having objects around the house, fly swatters, belts, um, other things as a symbol that if you do wrong or if you're not listening, I'm going to tear you up. That's operating from a place of fear and it's not mentally effective for the child as they grow into an adult, which I'm noticing that is my reoccurring theme here. You know, we're thinking about these kids. They are humans. They're going to grow up to be adults one day. Everything that is happening in the house matters for their future as an adult. Okay. Keep that in mind. Um, and also, I believe the whole I'm going to beat you if you don't listen is because we feel like that's the quickest way to get a child to respond or to listen. So it shows that there's, you know, lack of patience and lack of the ability to take that time to stop and explain things. I need you to do X, Y, Z because X, Y, Z. I can't think of an example right now. <laughs> But having that full out conversation with them instead of just going to, I'm going to beat you, I'm going to hit you, I'm going to do this if you don't listen to me, okay? That is a old school way of parenting that is not effective. It's not effective, y'all, at all. I know we have um, some students at my school that have some you know, high needs and behavior problems. And there was an employee that walked by and was like, you know what, she, you know what they need, right? They need a whooping. Now, keep in mind, this is an older guy. This was his mindset. This is what he saw and what he learned. But if a kid is already turned up, what is hitting them going to do? Make them turn up even more. And depending on the age and size of the child, some of these kids are hitting people back. Okay? So now you're in a full-blown fight <laughs> with a child. Please tell me, how is that effective? How is that helping anything or anybody? It doesn't, y'all. Okay. All right. Um, the next thing that is a myth, well, excuse me, an old school parenting style that we need to change is um life for mamas after their baby gets here. So that whole postpartum timeline. Now I have been told, I have been told <laughs> that after I had my baby, I needed to stay in the house. For six weeks, I did not need to wash my hair for six weeks. Me or the baby should not leave outside of these four walls or open my door for six weeks. Now, sis, come on now. That to me sounds like postpartum depression just brewing and waiting to happen. To sit in a house and go nowhere at all for six weeks, that's not... um realistic and i'm not sure if you know you all were told these things but this is the, <laughs> these 
these are things that I was told and that I've heard um, in our culture. Um, again, like I said, it's unrealistic expectations. And I feel like it brings on postpartum depression to just sit in the house with a baby and don't go anywhere at all. Um, and as you know, people have lives. You know, when the baby first gets here, everyone wants to come over and visit. But after that third or fourth week, the visits start dwindling down. It's just you and that baby in there. And believe me, you can lose your mind just sitting there with you and your baby, okay? And it's it's not healthy. Now, I'm not saying that as soon as you have your baby that, you know, you can go out and, you know, do everything that you did before. That's not the case. But, oh my gosh, a fresh, some fresh air outside on your porch or a walk around your neighborhood or a trip to the grocery store alone without your baby. Like, you need to be getting out of the house. You need to be interacting with other people and socializing because it is not mentally healthy for you to sit in a house for six weeks and not wash your hair and all this other stuff. That's, that doesn't even sound hygienic. I don't even know if that's a word, but no, sis, no, okay? Um, leave the house with precaution or what feels comfortable and safe for you and your baby, okay? Let's see, we're finishing up. Okay, and newborn care. Newborn care, y'all. These grandmas, these older people, this old school way of parenting, they are ready to stuff that baby up. You hear me? With large amounts of milk and cereal and all of the stuff. And the baby ain't but two to three days old. Give the baby's stomach a chance, okay? And I know when I was in the doctor, um, for my kids, they have a map of or a, a visual of the baby's stomach like for the first month of the baby's life y'all the first week the baby's stomach is like the size of the top of my pinky so no it is not okay to be stuffing the baby up with all of this stuff just so he can sleep through the night the baby's supposed to wake up this is what's supposed to happen with a newborn Okay, is no, that's just what it is. That's just what happens at that time. So I get, you know, this is coming from a place of love. They're wanting to help the baby, make sure the baby is asleep, this, that, and the third. But if a mom, a new mom is asking an older mom to not give her baby those things, then please respect that. Please respect that. Yes, you know, older, the old school way of doing things, you can, you know, give your input or give suggestions. But if a new mom denies those suggestions, respect that. If a new mom doesn't take that advice, respect that. It is okay, y'all. It's okay. And so to conclude and bring everything together, how can we blend the best of both worlds? We need to have open mindsets and open communication. So the new parents and styles, the new younger moms, there are plenty of gems and jewels that the older parents and style can give us. There are. And like my homegirl said um, at the beginning of this, you can take their way of doing things or their advice and tweak it and make it your own, make it relevant to your family to today's time and what works for y'all, okay? 
um, understand that their lives had different expectations than ours does now. And it will change for our children's generation. So, you know, our way of parenting and doing things is relevant now for where our world is, for how things are going. But as our kids become adults and become parents, there may be some things that we're doing now that's different for our kids as adults that is not as relevant. So keep that in mind and be open to that, okay? Things are constantly changing. Times are constantly changing. I mean, you have to think way, way back in the day, they were using cloths for pampers on babies. I would never do that. Me now, today, <laughs> give me the pamper that I can wrap up and throw away. I'm not washing doo-doo and pee constantly in my um, washing machine. But back then, that is the way that they did things. So just understand that things are constantly changing, okay? Um Respect people's boundaries. I mentioned this before as far as, you know, the whole newborn thing. But just parenting in general. Again, older moms. If a new mom is, is saying, hey, you know, thanks, but no thanks, respect that. Please respect boundaries. Don't overstep and overpush just because you feel like that's the way it's supposed to be. It doesn't have to be that way, sis. <laughs> Maybe that way doesn't work for me and it's okay. All right? And have grace. Understand that it takes time to unlearn things that you have been doing for years. And it takes time to learn a new way of doing things. So just have grace with each other. Have that open mind, that open communication. And I feel like we'll be all right. Okay? All right. So that's all I have for you all tonight. That was good. I felt like that was a good talk. I felt good talking about it. Um, I pray that you had some revelation from it. Um, something that you can use for your family. Take back to an old school parent. <laughs> some advice. Send the video. Share it, sis. Whatever works for you. Um, if anyone is interested in purchasing a book, I do have some on hand. And right now I have a special going on. Two specials, actually. Um, I partner with my homegirl, Maria, at Sparkle and Shine Designs, where we have um, my book, Mom Keys to Mental Peace, and t-shirts that she makes. You can get your monogram on them um, with the book Color Scheme for $45. And I also have a bundle where if you purchase a book, you get a free half bag of um, cookies. And I'm also running a... Um, cookie special for Thanksgiving. So if anyone is interested in ordering, today is the last day to inbox me and place your order for your family. Um, they are perfect for, you know, to snack on after Thanksgiving dinner, nice, cute little dainty treat, or you can eat them, snack on them before dinner gets ready. Because since you already know, they're going to say an hour, 30 minutes or whatever, and it's going to be two to three more hours. <laughs> so order you some cookies to help you know, keep you appetized. There's a little appetizer while you're waiting on dinner. All right. Facebook, I'll leave the link um, for the book in the comments and Instagram. The link for that bundle is in my bio. All right. I hope y'all have a good night. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know I said I would do girl mom this week, but I felt with Thanksgiving that this was, this was appropriate. So I'll do girl mom um, next week. Okay. All right. Good night, y'all.